Hello, and welcome to Queer Goggles. This is Nick Vargas with the Source LGBT Plus Center, and today we are talking to Jared Rubio about his experience in the Youth Leadership Academy and also what it was like to grow up gay, black, and with a lesbian mom here in the Central Valley. Hi, Jared. Thank you for being here this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about your experience in the Youth Leadership Academy, uh, your experience growing up here in the Central Valley, which is very unique, mm. by the way. <laughs> and, you know, so with that, please tell the audience uh, a little bit about yourself, your name, pronouns, uh, whatever you want to share for the moment. My name is Jared Rubio. My pronouns are he, him, his, and uh, I just turned 21 recently. Yay! Last month. Yeah. Congratulations. Big staple, yes. And so tell me, how do you identify? Um, I identify as a gay man. Yeah, gay cisgendered man. And for the audience, because we uh, they can't see you, mm-hmm. d- describe your background, your ethnic background. I consider myself biracial. Um, I'm Afro-Latino, so I'm black and Mexican. My mom is Mexican. I grew up in a Mexican household. But when people see me, it's like I present as black. So can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to grow up with these different identities? Mm-hmm. So, okay. and, and, and what ages did you become aware of how you were different than, than other kids? So like for, for me, I, you know, identifying as Mexican was one thing and mm-hmm. later experiencing my, my gay self was a different, but how, what was that experience like for you? Growing up, um, I definitely felt the pressure of being uh, biracial in that uh, I could be too black for Mexicans. I grew up in a Mexican household. Um, I could mm. be too black uh, for the Mexican community and too Mexican for the black community. So it was very like I did have to find my place. Um, and then plus on top of that, I was sprinkled with gay. <laughs> so um, there's definitely like a little bit of a journey that I had to go in to myself and to be secure. Growing up, I remember uh, I was always like a smart kid. Like I was always in... Uh, extracurricular activities, um, honors programs for school. Uh, and I, re- I recognized really fast that I was one of the only black people in these classes. Um, but I didn't let it like uh, put me down or I didn't doubt myself. I felt like this is where I needed to be. Um, I'm on the right path. And I was always like taught by my family that like you should pursue the best for yourself. And so that's definitely what I wanted to do. Great. Well, that's wonderful. And so speaking of your family, so you, you have a, an interesting background. So your, mm-hmm. your mom's Mexican yes. and your father's black and your mom also has something else in mm-hmm. her identities. Definitely. Yeah. My mom, um, she is a lesbian. She actually came out, I think a year or two before I did. So wow. that was an interesting thing to go through. Tell, tell us about that. How did look at that conversation go? What was that day like? Um, so my mom was with my stepdad and they had, they had separated. And uh, I very much, I, I believe like in the early parts of my 
freshman to sophomore year of high school, um, I saw her going out more. I saw her, um, um, she was just like living her life, being a single woman. Um, and it wasn't until like if she would bring a woman home like here and there that um, we noticed that that's we noticed that something's different, you know. Mm-hmm. And later on, she did come out to my family. And it was something that was a really for me being in the closet at the time because I was like, this is going to be so much easier for me now. Like, oh, OK, um, but the, also like it was good to have that because um, to have like someone who understands like what I was going through, what I was feeling. So I thought that was very comforting. Um, my uncle, her older, her younger brother, my mom's the oldest um, in her family. Uh, he's gay, so he's actually the one who led the path first. He took everything. He was definitely, um, yeah, he was definitely set the pace for everyone. Um, so I think I like commend him a lot for taking all of that, what it is to come out, especially when he did at a young age. Um, so I think it was easier for my mom and then easiest for me to that's, come out. That's great. And that's how it usually works in families. Mm-hmm. In my family, my younger cousin came out and then I came out and then now half my family's gay. Yes. No, not, not really, <laughs> but it, that's great for those trailblazers in the families. So now how old are you? I'm 21. Okay. And your education wise, what are you doing and what are your plans? Okay. So, uh, I go to COS right now. Um, I'm yeah, I, like I said, I'm 21. Um, I'm about to graduate in next month. Uh, I got into Long Beach. Uh, that's where I want to go to school. Congratulations! Thank you so much. I'm a communications major, and I want to um, uh, go into entertainment. So I want to do something like around with music. So earlier, you mentioned that you've noticed that in your honors classes and other classes, you were the only. Mm-hmm. Uh, black kid, biracial kid. Has that been the same at higher education, at COS? I would say yes and no. Like, I definitely did see a lot more diversity at COS. I was on the COS track team, so that's where I was definitely exposed to more um, uh, to more mixed or black people like myself, mm-hmm. um, which I did kind of not go through like an identity crisis of not knowing who I was, but not knowing a different side of me. It's like, I definitely knew the Latino part of me really well because I grew up in the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't until like I was surrounded by a lot more um, black people, a lot of my teammates um, coming from actually like places like Nigeria and stuff that um, really opened my eyes to like, I needed to educate myself more on this type of culture. So um, it was definitely eye-opening, but I did my homework and I gained friends, which I thought was really good. It did teach a lot. It did teach me a lot of a uh, part of myself that I wanted to go further into. Now, how does your gay identity <laughs> intersect with those? Yes, um, that's very interesting, especially growing up in the valley, because there is a, a is, there is a, an okay gay population here. Um, but being gay here in the Valley, it's been good to me, actually, um, which I'm very blessed to say when I came out, um, I actually came out, uh, the day after the Obergefell versus Hodges, uh, Supreme Court ruling of same sex marriage to be legalized. And 
Um, I came out the next day on Twitter. Were you hoping to get married? (laughs) (laughs) No, it just, it actually, (laughs) it, uh, it gave me the extra like courage that I needed. Um, I think to give me that push that I needed to finally come out. I felt very like patriotic and happy to be a gay man at that time. So yeah, I, I wrote a little paragraph. Um, I came out on Twitter. Um, I got so much love from friends, from family, from people from different schools, from my teammates, from football players, from water polo players. Um, it was just a very loving time and that's a time that I was very grateful for. Um, and my mom, the next day, actually, she told me if I wanted to go to San Francisco Pride to oh, wow. to go with her and her friends. And I was like, yes, like, of course, like, I would love to go. And this is before I had come out to her. So I'm all, I was just like, obviously, like, she knows. But I was going to tell her on the way up there. We're driving up to Fresno to meet her friends. Uh, and it was pretty funny. I was like DJing my coming out, like setting the mood, um, picking the right song. Um, very theatrical that way. Uh, I was, I, when it came to that moment though, I was like looking out the window, stalling. Um, and I would look to her and she'd be like, what? Like, what are you, what? And I'd just be like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, and finally I gained the courage and I was like, I came out to my friends. I came out on Twitter yesterday and she was like, no, you didn't. (laughs) And then, uh, me having to like, uh, justify myself. It took all my inhibitions away. And I was like, yes, I did look. And like, she read it like while she was driving, don't do that. Um, but (laughs) she read it while she was driving and, uh, she was like, Oh, she was like, and she turned to me and she's like, you know, I always known, right? Like, (laughs) and I was just like, of course, like a mother knows, but, um, yeah. And we went to a pride together, which was really special was my first pride. So, um, yeah, I really loved that experience. So you came out, there's the marriage decision, and you go to gay pride with your lesbian mom all yeah. sort of the same yes. weekend. It was very eventful. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mm-hmm. That's great. What is it like to be a gay guy here, a young gay guy, biracial, mm-hmm. living in the Central Valley? How do you meet others? Um, I would say if apart from school, like I know two of my best gay friends um i met them i I think i met them through like the social like party scene like going through high school like going to high school parties um both of them were from different schools actually two both of them were from two different schools one redwood one ld um and i don't know actually how we interconnected it's just like all gays young gays know each other um, in the Valley. Um, and then we just linked up and I went to pride. I went to a different pride with them, LA pride. Um, and now they've turned into like my tribe here. So, um, I think that was really, I loved that. Um, but to me, other gay guys, apart from, uh, like using social apps, I felt like grinder, um, and like Tinder and stuff like that. Um, I've met, I feel like some of them I've met really close um, friends who I still talk to every day. Um, but it is definitely a lot harder. I, um, especially if we're talking like romantically, um, I've never been in a relationship before. Um, and I'm 21. Uh, I've definitely tried here and there, 
but I feel like um, here in the valley, like the the mindset or the pickings are a little rough around the edges sometimes. Um, so uh, I definitely try not to settle. Um, so yeah, that's been an interesting thing. That's what uh, I'm looking forward to. I know you and Brian have talked about um, living your big gay life in a big city. Yes. So that's something that I'm looking forward to and when I leave off to Long Beach. Yeah, you are going to be in for quite an experience. And I I resonate with your comments about the pickings mm-hmm. being <laughs> slim here in the Central Valley. Yes. Even, even all the old gays know mm. each other. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, when everybody is either, you know, taken, unavailable, mm-hmm. I feel really lucky to have uh, Dean. So yes. It's, but it's, it's a process going through that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a progression. So when I was growing up, mm-hmm. it was before the internet before. Yeah. So uh, the internet came out, you know, in a big way with mm-hmm. think AOL chat rooms when I was in college. And I started to meet people that way. And now people uh, in college, you know, they have apps. Mm-hmm. They have other ways of meeting people. And yeah. the, the apps can be a great way to meet local people gay guys, mm-hmm, but it definitely. can also come with, you know, some drawbacks. So what have, what's your experience been like on that? What have been some stories that stand out good or, or, mm-hmm. or bad? Like I've tried different routes. I've tried, um, I've tried GSAs at, at COS at my college. Um, and it's just, uh, a different, I would say type of people that I'm looking for. Um, and I would say like, using apps like Grindr or Tinder, um, that they help you really kind of scope who you want, who like, who you, who's similar to you and who has similar tastes and to befriend or something more. Um, so we have a broad audience uh here at Queer Goggles. So tell us, tell our audience, who are you looking for? What's your ideal guy like? My ideal guy. (laughs) I would say smart. Um, he has to have a good sense of humor. I don't really go by race. I, I, I'm interested in learning everything. I do like, I guess I do tend to like older um, because I feel as if I'm mature for my, uh, pretty mature for my age. Guys around my age don't seem to have it together as much as um, I'd like them to. But yeah, so I'd say like about those things. That's great. So speaking of maturity for your age, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we noticed uh, when we interviewed you for the Source Youth Leadership Academy is that you had your stuff together. <laughs> you you stood out to, to us. <laughs> well, well, you did well in the interview. Yeah, so. I'm, I got this far, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you've been you've been great. We've we've loved having you uh, through in the, the program. So, how did you find out about the Youth Leadership Academy? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, my other my gay friend josh he's actually been through the program i think you guys know him well um he actually put me on to your guys's um flyer that um to apply Mm -hmm. and he was um i actually even i actually think maybe i might have reached out to him too because i saw that he was in a group of this this leadership academy and i saw his instagram pictures and that he was going to different places with different types of people. 
um, in our community. And I was just like, wow, that's really cool. Like, how do I do that? You know, because I'm all about meeting new people and learning about the different identities. And I really want to wanted to um, season myself and learn more um, about other people under the umbrella. Um, And have you? Yes, I definitely have. And that's really one of my motives for applying um, actually on my own was I wanted to learn from different people. I wanted to meet and learn how just walk in other people's shoes. And especially because of a lot of the things that are going on with trans, with trans rights, with um, lesbian gay issues. And I definitely wanted to, to just be more worldly and what are some of your favorite memories from the academy learning about uh the aids epidemic that one was really even though it was a little somber to watch it was it it really ignited something i think in all of us watching that night um because a lot of us didn't know what these gay men women had to go through um in order to survive and it was really inspiring to watch them march to watch them educate themselves on legislation because no one else was going to do it um and so me being in the leadership academy i feel like it really just made me feel like i'm doing the right thing being here i'm i'm um taking the steps to become a leader like them um and so, yeah, that's one. Of, that was one of my favorite things. For me, it's really inspiring to see how a hardship like the yes, AIDS crisis definitely. can galvanize our community mm-hmm. to take action yes. and to use that action to make real benefits for our community. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's unfortunate. It's a horrible tragedy that we lost so many yes, men definitely. during that time. That experience also made the gay community strong today mm-hmm, and taught us definitely. how to fight for our rights, how to march in the streets, how to talk to legislatures, how to take care of ourselves and each other. So speaking of the future and going to uh, Long Beach State, what do you, you want to major in communications What and in entertainment? What would your ideal job be? What do you want to do mm. five, ten years <laughs> out? Uh, I definitely, I see a couple of things. Um, one of my, I guess, aspirations is um, I see myself being, because I love music. I love going to different festivals, and see, I love seeing different artists live. It just is very riveting to me. Um, so I see myself going into entertainment, focusing on music, being something of like, a venue manager to where I bring in these artists um, to play at certain locations or that I'm just like the man behind the scenes, you know, and I actually choreograph these amazing experiences that the ones that I've walked into and I've looked around and I've immediately like fell in love and it's just a different experience. Like it's literally making an experience, making a vibe that I've, been addicted to so um i definitely would want to put my hand in that and try try that out um i've also thought about um working for like an app working for like a music app working for a different type of app um social app um 
things like that. But yeah, definitely my first choice would be um, in music. That's wonderful. You are a bright young guy. We've really <laughs> enjoyed you so having much. you in the Youth Leadership Academy. You are going to be successful. We we know this, and we wish you well. You know, in in your future and what you're going to do, you're going to make us proud. And hopefully, you'll come and see us here in Visalia sometime. Yes, in the of course. And I would just like to thank you and Brian um, for being just staples in our community of. Uh, starting everything. I, honestly, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here without you two. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So, Jared, if you had advice for young LGBT kids out there listening right now, what would that be? Um, I would definitely say uh, do what I did um, later. I did what I did at 18, what I did at, I think I applied for this at 20. Um, is educate yourself and get involved really in your community. Um, find LGBT, whether it be in your high school GSA um, or your college GSA, just get involved um, with things and learn about other people. Um, learn about other people in the community. Um, find ways to help because, uh, like I said, I came out when I was 18. So, it could have I could only imagine knowing what I know now at a younger age um, could have like saved me just a lot more saved me a lot of confusion, a lot of um, insecurities, you know, um, but I feel like learning that now I feel uh, I feel like I'm grounded. I feel really good about who I am as a person. Um, and I feel very secure in that. And that's a beautiful thing to have. And uh, I'm really happy. So that's great. Those are great words of wisdom from a talented young man. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. If you've liked what you've heard on Queer Goggles, please help us continue to do what we do and have great guests like Jared by donating at the source LGBT.org slash donate.